and welcome along to another daily takeaway from the offices of Bush and Ritchie. Sometimes when we introduce this, I do think to myself, why do we give them extra? Yeah. We, what? You feel like they shouldn't get extra? Well, because we're about to serve up what we serve up for the podcast. So why do we, why do we bother introducing it? Well, this is... Uh, are you trying to be the Ratner of our podcast? <laughs> Are you the Ratner? Yeah, I am the Ratner. I love, I love reminiscing about Gerald Ratner. No one ever knows who he is no, these I days. No, it's, it's very much our sort of generation. Look, our producer's shaking no his head. Idea. Just no idea who Gerald Ratner is. He Ratners this show he every day. Ratners it on a daily basis. Yeah, but, I'm not Rattnering it. But, but these people, uh, to go back to your point, these people are like, the, these are the, the, the guys that go that extra yard. So they can't catch the show live. Good so point. they're subscribing to like extra content in many ways. And that is why we, uh, I just wanted to pressure test That's it. Fine. And you're right, and That's that fine. is why we put effort into the introduction. I think I've talked him round. Here's the show. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. As we limp our way through January and towards payday, it makes me laugh that they say that this is the month that people like to book holidays. Who's affording holidays at the moment? Yeah, how are you even doing that? But I read today that those who are booking holidays are following a new trend that is called set jetting. That's, That's getting the words the wrong way around, isn't it? You would have thought, yeah. but it's actually quite clever. Set jetting is going off on holiday to visit places that are the locations that your favourite TV shows were filmed. Oh, I like the sound of that. Now, apparently at the moment, there is a, a rush of people booking to go to the Highlands, Adelaide and Korea. Why is that? What, for different TV shows? See if you can guess the TV shows. Little, little pop quiz. Uh, You'll get Korea. Think about Korea. Last six months. Squid Game. Correct. Get in. Uh, Adelaide. The Tourist. Yes, correct. Hey, I'm doing all right here. For the hat trick, the Highlands. Oh, that's the one I don't know. Is it Highlander? It's not Highlander. That would have been too easy, wouldn't no, it? No, uh, the Traitors. Oh, aye, with the big house. Yeah, with the big house. The Scottish castle, which is called Ardross Castle. Uh, it's had a, uh, a 35% rise in bookings in the last fortnight. That's it. Hire an Airbnb, kill one of your friends <laughs> per night. Do you know what? I, without thinking about it, I have set jetted. Uh, not quite as exotic as some of those locations, but I did once go specifically uh, to a castle on the Dorset-Wiltshire border because I wanted to find that derelict castle that is used in uh, the Kevin Costner Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Oh, I, I remember I saw the, the tree, the Sycamore Gap. Oh, of course, yes. And then someone's gone and cut it down. Well, there we go. Both of us have gone searching out locations from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Well, and not only that as well, my other half, Katie, was in the background of the first Harry Potter movie because she's from Annick. There you go. So I've been to Annick Castle yeah. and that's that's in the movie and stuff as well. That's so, set jetting? Without even knowing it, I've set jetting. Do you know what I would love to go? So there's places I've been. I would love to go I literally on the train in this morning, finish Game of Thrones. Finally caught finally, up. Finally caught up with Game of Thrones. Uh, I'd love to go to where King's Landing is, which apparently is Croatia, Dubrovnik. It is Dubrovnik. It looks beautiful, doesn't it? I would set jet there. Ryan says, Honolulu, I want to specifically <laughs> visit the beach uh, where Lost was filmed. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that TV I'd show. I'd forgotten about Lost, well, and with good reason. Kind of making it up as they were going <laughs> they along in the end, weren't they? Weren't they? That's it. If you're going to go somewhere, go somewhere like that. Uh, where would you like to jet set? Uh, set jet even. It's very easy to it's make easy. the wrong mistake. It's, it is. Uh, jet setting's just going somewhere <laughs> and nowhere's ever filmed there. Uh, this one here from Alan in Nuneaton. Nuneaton's not the location. Uh, he says, we went to Edinburgh last year uh, and went to all the filming locations for Outlander. It was an Outlander tour of Edinburgh. I don't know what Outlander is. 
It's one I've missed as well, but... <laughs> it's good it opens the door to a new programme. Uh, Tim in Bexley says, I've always fancied set jetting to Stringfellow's ha- Stingfellow Hawk from Airwolf's cabin. <laughs> Looks so peaceful with the eagles and lake. It's in California, I think. Do you remember the Stringfellow Hawk? Yeah, I do, yes. So good. Uh, Colin, tell us about your set jetting trip. Yes, I've set jetted to um, Dubrovnik in Croatia. Wow, so you've been to King's Landing off of Game of Thrones then? I have, yes. Yeah. Now, what did you guys see? Um, we saw... So, there's a certain scene where um, the dragon is flying above the castle. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, so... Um, and it's like a little walkway up to... I'm not quite sure what they're called, but... You know, like the... Uh, the big towers in the corner... Colin, your knowledge of castles is second to none. Should we go with yeah. turrets? Is it a turret? It was, it was, yes. That's where it was. Um, <laughs> so you went to a turret at the end of an alleyway that a dragon once flew across in Dubrovnik? Yeah. Brilliant. Thanks, Colin, it's the way you tell it. That is set jetting. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. <laughs> uh, Ricky and Becky from the Ronda, oh, uh, they were driving along the M4 and decided to take a spontaneous detour to the village where they filmed Vicar of Dibley. Oh. Uh, Ricky says, I made a reel where I edited myself into some of the scenes. <laughs> even... T- <laughs> Mate. Even Dawn French shared it on her socials. Did she? Apparently so. Has Ricky gone viral? Uh, yeah, all about being in the Vicar of Dibley. This is the Daily Takeaway. Daily uh, Steve says, I dragged my family to Framlingham in Suffolk. Wow. Uh, for a day trip to visit all the filming locations for the comedy Detectorists. Oh, what a great show. Absolutely love that. Uh, Steve goes on to say, if Mackenzie Crook is listening to this, please ask him to make another series. Steve, uh, we all echo that thought. Well, we just said we're the show that the stars want to speak to. So well, Mackenzie, come on. Well, we'll pass that on the bill to tell the rest <laughs> of the celeb world. Uh, Dave Godfrey's been on. He says, guys, I, dri- I was driving through LA last year and saw Nakatomi Towers from oh. Die Hard. Took a big diversion to go and have a picture taken there. Die Hard is the best film ever. Yes. What a thing to have on the mantelpiece. Uh, Danny, tell us about your set-trepping tip. I want to go to Sainte Marie, which is um, a.k.a. Guadeloupe from Death in Paradise. Oh, wow. So you want to go yeah. and, and, and be on set in one of the worst TV shows <laughs> in the world? Oh, gosh. Shocking, shocking. You're not having that? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, we love it. We absolutely love it. It looks amazing. You can go to Catherine's Bar, you can go to the Inspector's Shack. It's chintz, but it's fab. I really want to go. You are <laughs> listing a load of locations that I'm afraid to both of us. My, my oh. friend there went a little bit uh, <laughs> two-footed in there, but uh, it's, it's, not a, it's not a show that I know much of either. Do you know what it is? It's, it's Doctors. But with beaches. You know the, the show <laughs> yeah. in the daytime, Doctors, is that, but with beaches? Um, no, there's no... Well, hopefully there's no murders in Doctors. I don't watch that. But no, there's... Oh, it's, it's, it's easy viewing, but it's... Oh, it's beautiful. It looks absolutely stunning. I'd happily go to Guadeloupe rather yeah, than sit absolutely. through an episode of Dead in <laughs> Paradise. Right, Richie, you and I will go and we'll leave Bush at home. I don't think he was entirely on your <laughs> side, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Good to speak to you, Danny. Thank you, and you guys. This is the Daily Takeaway. Daily Takeaway. Just want to say a big thank you to all you guys for all your kind comments about how much you love the Blue Boy, our 16th century original oil painting, now studio and show mascot uh, that I got on Facebook Marketplace of an elderly couple for £25. Uh, one thing I want to deal with before we get into this bit of the show, somebody has put... Someone's defaced the picture, OK? 
Someone in this building's put googly eyes onto the front of Blue Boy there. I think that's very, very childish. Uh, and that would, that could be a custodial sentence. You know, this, yeah. this is a work of art. It it's is. like when them people, you know, gluing themselves to someone at the tape. So I'm just going to take the googly eyes off them. I hope they don't rip it. Well, I better not. Let's have a go. Oh, my. They are stuck quite... Are they? Uh... Oh, it's gone on his neck. Sorry about this, everyone. Let's get the other eye off. Right, googly eyes are off. In the end. But it's given me an idea, right? This has made me realise that Blue Boy is too good for this radio station and too good for this building. People don't know how to look after it, you're quite right. They don't know how to act around top-end uh, Renaissance art like no. we have here in the Blue Boy paintings. We so, work with some low-brow people. Don't we? Mm. I, I, you know you know who they are. They know who they are. <laughs> yeah, they know who they are. They know who they we are. We know who they are. So what we want to do to save Blue Boy a little bit and also to take it out there so people can enjoy you know I don't want works of art like this trapped in the studio away from the public eyes and the, and the home time and absolute radio listeners what we want to do is send the blue boy out on tour so imagine how amazing it would be imagine the kudos to have this renaissance piece of artwork this oil painting with the gold frame the blue boy the whole thing the whole look hanging up in your workplace that'd be amazing what's that you, you might have a it might be a day you think the start of the week you say I can't be bothered with this have a look at Blue Boy. It's been working for us here in, in the studio, hasn't it? Yes, and yes. We've, it's, it's been the right morale turnaround. <laughs> it really has, hasn't it? Yes. So if you've got a workplace where there's a little bit of room for the Blue Boy painting to go up, we'd love for you to have in there as like a, a limited edition guest appearance. All we would say is just think about your workplace, OK? Think about your workplace. Is it going to give the Blue Boy the security yep. uh, that, that, that it needs, OK? Because do remember, when we had our uh, Antiques Roadshow valuation of it, uh, you, you were told, I hope you haven't paid north of £50 for that. Yes. So it is worth money. Although, uh, well, that, that's good to know that it's worth money. Uh, who was it? A cash in the Attic? Or who was it? Flog It? Who was it? Some One of them got in touch to oh, say... Oh, um, that was... Bargain Hunt. Bargain Hunt, yes. that's it. Sorry for naming all the other ones. <laughs> they said it would blow their £300 max limit, so this could be worth a few bob. It could be worth a few bob. Well, look, if you want it in your workplace, tell us now. Lady V says we would love it. We, we work on a huge civil service site in Newcastle, so already the bids are coming in. Yeah. Uh, Dan has texted, says, Gents, I have a friend that works for Biffa. Uh, we could always send it to his workplace, as they say, all's well that ends well. Is that a bin thing? <laughs> they are a bin company, Right, yes. I'm, I'm on the watch out for these. <laughs> they're, going on, they're going on a list. Uh, the Magical Devon Deckchair say, I work at the LSE. I'm sure we could give it a tour of the campus. Is that the London School, School of, of Economics? Economics? That would be yeah, good. I mean, yeah. that's perfect. This seats of learning for good. Uh, Daniel Moore says yes. It would look great in Basingstoke Railway Station ticket office. <laughs> All of these things yes, are good. An offer from the uh, London School of Economics earlier on. Wow. Uh, Chris says, move over, LSE. University of Greenwich here for Blue Boy. Ooh. Picture him up in the old Royal Naval College. Uh, might be able to sneak him up in the painted hall. I would love that. That would be amazing. Yeah. Do you know what, when I was in a band years ago, we played at Durham University mm -hmm. and we broke into their main hall in the evening. Shouldn't have done this. And through wet... Uh, tissues at the main painting over their dinner hall. Wow. So that would go some way to me making our reparation yeah, for so. the bad things what I've done before. Terrible bad. Uh, keep them coming in. Ellie is on the line right now. Ellie, tell us where you work and why it'd be a good fit for the Blue Boy oil painting. Absolutely. Ellie, tell us where you work and why it would be a good fit for the Blue Boy oil painting. Okay, so I work at the Big Cat Sanctuary in Smarden. So we are the home to uh, all the endangered lions and tigers and many other cats uh, down here with us. Um, and I'm sure Big Blue Boy would 
appreciate some self selfies with the cats. Oh wow! Selfie and so what? Like the, he could be near the cats. The cats would be able to see him. A lion would be able to see Blue Boy. Absolutely, I can take him round to uh, all of the enclosures and how it get very close up and personal. Oh well, I, 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 I don't know quite how it goes there. So like, w- would the Blue Boy painting be able to be put in the enclosure by one of the keepers? And then see what, what see what happens. Would, would they sort of go up and have a good sniff of it or something? Yeah, what well, we we have a standoff area, so it, it's a, a small area that's uh, only accessible by the keepers, but right. quite close. Um, so they could put Big Blue Boy um, on the edge of the enclosure, and they could certainly come up and have a good sniff. Oh wow, that'd be amazing! <laughs> Wouldn't that be good? I mean, I don't know. Do the cats like yeah. art? Do you think? I think they love art. Yes. Yeah. I think I, I think animals love art. I've often seen sort of things yeah. on TV shows where you, like a monkey's got a paintbrush and it's like painting stuff, which is yeah. all well and good. But this is Absolutely. this is a Renaissance 16th century painting. Uh, obviously, you know, we're, Ellie, we're a little bit worried that they're not going to put their claws through it, are they? No, no, we'll make sure it's well looked after. Well, listen. That's 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 a it's very good of you to offer. Uh, we'll, we'll put you down on the list. Yeah. That's a great bid from you guys at the okay. Cat Century. Thank you so much. Fabulous. We look forward to it. Thank you. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Bill Bailey, welcome to Home Time. Thank you. It's great to have you on. Well, let's just start by saying what an amazing colour you are. Oh, thanks very much. You've been out in the sun. What's been going on with you? Oh, I've been out in the sun. Yeah, I've been in Indonesia. Check oh. him out. Check him out. Yeah, that's it. That's how I roll. And. Uh, <laughs> Just fact finding tour fact or finding, holiday or yeah fact finding. Uh, no, actually, I was um, I was uh, visiting a place in central Sulawesi. I don't know if this makes any sense to you, but Sulawesi used to be called the Salibs back right. in the day, and now it's the spidery looking island in the middle of Indonesia. Uh-huh. And uh, we went there to recce a place uh, um, called Toraja. Okay, and Toraja is a, an ancient culture in Indonesia. It goes back eight, seven, seven or eight hundred years. And uh, it's a place I'm, I might be filming later in the year. Oh. So we went to have a look. And uh, it's an extraordinary place. Um, and we got invited to a funeral. Now, you sort of think... <laughs> as you do. As you do. And, you know, if, if some Indonesians came over here and said, would you like to go to a funeral? You know, it wouldn't... <laughs> It doesn't have the, quite the same appeal. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you're standing around a crematorium on a sort of drizzly Tuesday morning. But this was spectacular. And it was um, an amazing experience. I ended up as a pallbearer uh, for wow. this chap. Of who, someone that you don't know. Someone I don't know. Yes, he was a, he was a, a very a, a very well-revered chap, local guy. And he was, uh, you know... The, it's a huge event, and um, the in in, in Tarajan culture, the uh, coffin is placed in a beautiful carved wooden platform, carried on a, a sort of bamboo litter, as it were. Right. And then lots of pallbearers carried it into the family, uh, outside the family house, where it is then unloaded, and then there's a, a, a ring of people go out and chant, and they chant about memory, they chant about loss and grief, and then the body is lifted up onto a platform... And then there's an enormous feast. It is spectacular. Were you, can, it, can I a technical question? Were yes. you over the shoulder <clears throat> pull bearing or were you underarm? Underarm. Okay, that's, because, that's harder, right? Because I'm about, uh, actually, um, I don't know if you know about Tarajans, but I'm about a head taller than most of them. Oh, right. So <laughs> I initially put it on my shoulder, and then the bloke on the other side is going, hey, 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 hey. the whole thing's tipping over. <laughs> and I thought, that would be terrible, wouldn't it? You invite someone's <laughs> yeah. funeral and then. 
tipped the poor bloke out of his coffin. He rolls down the hill. That flipping Bill Bailey came in. He only ruined the funeral. So, uh, no, it was an underarm. It would put you off the feast that you described. It would before, indeed. It? Yeah. That's right, yes. Um, it was a, a, a wonderful, uh, uplifting kind of life-enhancing moment, as, as I think funerals should be. It was a celebration of this bloke's life. And another thing which is a curious element about this was that in, in, in Indonesian culture, in Tarajan culture, the, the, uh, an image, a, an effigy of the person who died is carved out of wood and placed in a chair and carried on a litter and is placed at the sort of side of proceedings and watches the whole proceedings. Wow. Which is a fantastic... I am definitely having that for my funeral. I want, that'd be good, an effigy. I want a carved effigy of me yeah. watching the entire <laughs> proceedings. Wow. It was. Um, Thoughtifier is your tour. <laughs> is this part of the show? I don't... This is it. We you need a no, safe word. it's not right. You sure you're yes. right? Could, we can hear your voice going a little bit there. Do you want, yeah, do you yes. want some water or something? I got some water. Everything's fine. Okay, good. <laughs> he gets very emotional about Indonesia. <laughs> Bill, he burst into tears <laughs> about the funeral. He's so sad. He's a lovely bloke. He's such a lovely bloke. And I nearly tipped him out. <laughs> I nearly tipped him out on the floor. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, Thoughtify. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's, a, it's a compound word. Thought, amplify our thought. What is a great description of a comic? And that is basically what I think it is. It's like what we do is take ideas, day-to-day -day stuff, absurdity of life, and amplify it into comedy. So thoughtifier is a kind of a is a word that describes what mm. a comedian is. So I thought, I'm always up for new words. I like a new word. We have a feature on the show called Find a Word For, and I don't do. think we've ever, ever devised a new word that is as good as Thoughtify. Oh, well, that's very kind. Yeah, it can Thank be... Uh, we'll, we'll, we always add stuff into the Collins Gem English Dictionary, so we can we can have a oh, word with them. We if can you have a word. If you know someone... You've got we've someone, got someone on the inside. No, that's good. Yeah. Uh, now, Bill, wow. I, didn't, I didn't realise what a uh, a bird... Were you a bird-watching fanatic? Would that be a correct term? I, I took my daughter's uh, twitching yesterday. Oh, yes. Uh, in Two Tree Island in Essex, down the road from where we live in Leon yeah. Sea. Nice. Uh, and oh, love the cockle beds. Lovely cockle beds down there yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so we're kind of newbies in the world of, uh, of bird watching. Oyster catchers? What? I don't know. We were just wearing jeans and that. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't know what um, what kind of stuff could. Any tips on like what to go in there with uh, to start off bird watching? What do we oh, need? Well, you, I mean, I would say uh, initially you need a good pair of binoculars. Yep, that's essential. We haven't got those yet. Ah, well the kids have got a little orange pair of like kids binoculars, but so not so good. Okay, I think that's. Well, I mean, if you don't necessarily need them, I mean. You can see birds with a naked eye quite easily, particularly if there's lots of them. You know, particularly right. if you're in like you know like water birds, you see like masses of gulls. You see oyster catchers. You might see sandpipers, curlews, red knot, all sorts of things. But if you want to get into the sort of detail of the bird and identify, then you, then binoculars are pretty pretty essential bit of kit. Okay, and I would say. The magnification is 8 by 42. That's what you want to end up with. Is that the sweet spot? That's the sweet spot. Are you also like that? Richie's got a pair of binoculars. Yeah, but mine are for train spotting and cricket. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, you don't really need them. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need binoculars for train. Ow! 
far away are you from the flipping train? He's <laughs> got a good point. That you need a pair of binoculars. Yeah, Surely but... you're on the platform, are you? <laughs> no, I, th- I think there are parallels to be drawn between train spotting what? and bird watching. There's a train in the distance behind a tree. <laughs> I don't quite make it out. Yeah, but I, I, I imagine there's a rare curlew that is coming from Finland All right. or something or other. Okay, in, yes. work with yeah. me here. Yeah? Yes. Uh, but it's only been spotted. Uh, in the middle of a certain forest. Right. Okay, so you've then got to travel to that. Yes. Okay, so the parallel with the train would be, where would I rather see it? Platform three at King's Cross? Yeah. Or yomping across the field with a pair of binoculars charging out of a tunnel? Right. Isn't it going at high speed, though, isn't it, when it's coming across the tunnel? That's why I need my 8x24s. Yeah, but by the time you've got the the thing's gone, isn't it? (laughs) It's it's flown by in a blur. (laughs) That's a good point. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, you, you, I, that's something I know nothing about. I defer to your greater knowledge on. What thing I trains. defer to yours on birds. Thank you very it's much. It's good that you guys well. have reached some form of consensus. I don't want us to get into hobby. We don't want to kick off about <laughs> spotting. But you, you've drawn, you've drawn some lovely, birds. lovely bird pictures, which are, yeah. which are, uh, and are you, are you drawing them as you're watching them, or how uh, are you seeing no. them and drawing them? Um, what I tend to do is I photograph them, and then I, then I'll use a photo to draw. Nice. Uh, from so yeah so I lo- I love drawing I, I'm, I've, it's become a great passion of mine in the last few years I draw butterflies and and uh, bees and birds I just think there's a uh, there's it's not it's enormously satisfying and also it's a great way of identifying them yeah. and so what I do I'll take a picture first and I'll work off a photo but I might take about three or four photos and get a composite okay but yeah it's a big it's a big passion of mine I'm gonna do it I'm gonna go bird spotting yeah. take a photo of a bird draw a bird yes. We've learned about birds. We've learned about what being a, uh, a thoughtifier is. I want yes. to know a little bit more about your your musical beginnings. Yeah. Um, obviously, once again, we would expect a, a plethora of instruments to be to be seen on this uh, this big tour that yeah. you are starting in February. Yeah. Um, do you have in your mind or memory a music teacher that kind of started you on your journey? Mm-hmm. And if so. What would they? What would they say right now for how you are using your skills? Uh, well, I would. I mean, the, the 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 one who would leap to mind would be my music teacher, Linda Phipps, and she was a piano teacher and a music teacher, and she was immensely in, influential in me, uh, my sort of you know musical life and my, my early sort of studies because she was incredibly, she had infectious enthusiasm about it. And she loved performance, and I think she would she would really appreciate it, and she mm. would love the fact that I've kind of taken music that I learned at school and kind of run with it, and uh, and in fact I was very lucky just um, because she 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 died a few years ago, but before that she came to one of my shows and she absolutely loved it. Oh wow! And one of the things that she taught me was when I was at school I I, I got asked to perform at a local uh, concert hall um, a, uh, a recital. And it was a big deal from somebody who was like, I was 17, nearly 18. Mm. Incredibly nerve wracking thing to do. And she encouraged me to do it. She said, you can do it and you will, you'll be able to do it. And so it was through, through her encouragement that I actually kind of achieved that. It was a bit of a big milestone at the time. And yet, you know what? Even now, as I walk on stage in any venue, like an arena or something, I still hear a voice in my head saying, you're able to do this. You're mm. able to, oh, wow. to, to, to perform more than you think of. You know what I mean? You're yeah. capable of more than you think you are. And you, I think that the, the, the teachers generally are, uh, have an enormous 
influence mm. through people's lives, you know, if they give them encouragement at the right time. But do you think that we used to mm. get taught music in not such an encouraging way? Because, like, yeah. you know, like, I, I tr was taught to play clarinet and kind of hated it, and, yeah. and my eldest daughter was on recorder and wasn't into it. But you, you have such fun with music. Do you think yeah. that the fun in music is, is kind of taught to kids at such an early age, or I, do you think we, we could do better? I think we could. And I, th I think that that the, the, the sort of, you know, what what the perception of learning an instrument is is i think a bit limited i think that you know d d as you say i mean i'm sure many of people will will, will re remember certainly of a, of a l older vintage of the kind of you know the <laughs> being forced to play a guitar or, or a or a recorder and then it'd just be like some sort of torture london bridges falling down type <laughs> stuff exactly <laughs> that's right you know and but actually um you know, learning instrument and playing music with other people is is more than just music. It's about it teaches you all sorts of other things about mm. collaborating with others, working with others, being part of an ensemble, and also you know if you're in a band like I was in a band, turning up for rehearsal. Mm. You know, other people relying on you, and you know, to, there's there's a whole bunch of other life skills that le that music teaches you. That's not just playing the instrument. You speak of bands. Uh, some of the arenas you're yes. you're playing on the tour um, mm -hmm. starts twelfth of February are massive. Yeah. Um, if you could seem because we know you could with your gifts, if you could seamlessly fit into any band, and uh, when we're, we're not, not not having to go current, could be history. Yes. Which band would you like to seamlessly fit into? If I would love to seamlessly fit into, I would love to fit into the band called High Lung. And they are uh, a Danish Norwegian sort of pagan metal outfit. And Not high, high lawn. High lung. High lung. Okay. High lung. It's spelled H E I L U N G. High okay. lung mm -hmm. means healing, and uh, they perform wearing antlers. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> is that a cult? It all sounds like a cult. It, look. If you were to see a picture of them, you would say definitely cult. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's more than that. It's more than that. They 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 wear okay, and they wear a lot of capes. Oh, here and, we go. Uh, they've got makeup on, and there's a shaman, <laughs> and they and they play with bum bow bums bums. <laughs> they use they, well bums as well, obviously. But they <laughs> they all got bums. Uh, we're back to the safe word, Bill. Back to the safe word. <laughs> they, <laughs> they've got they use animal bones to play drums that's what I was trying to say yeah yes. yeah yeah it makes and, perfect uh, sense makes perfect sense and so and then they've got electronics as well so it's a kind of a weird hybrid between ancient pagan Nor Norwegian metal and electronica it's fantastic they're amazing gigs and if you went into our price what kind of um, section of the I don't know, wait, uh, are they yeah. in the occult uh, yeah. section I believe <laughs> pagan Norse <laughs> okay. bronze age I don't know it'd be tricky it's, 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 it, I think they've got their own section fair enough <laughs> so uh, Bill you won Strictly Come Dancing yes when you when you are intensely trained for that amount of time to dance have you still got the dancing in you or when you, when you, you need to pull some moves is it still there or do you forget it a little bit like when you revise for a bio at A level. I yeah. can't remember anything about like can't a shrimp. Remember about it. No, that's right. Uh, I think the thing is that you go through experience like that, you will always have it in you because the the, the sort of the training, the you know, the kind of the the, the skills that you learn, you, you, I think probably stay with you right. for the rest of your life. Um, obviously, the training you don't you don't you're not training every day, so then that would be something which you do tend to sort of notice. You become less mobile, but I try to sort of stay mobile as much as I can. And I do, there's a bit of dancing in the show. There's a bit of Charleston. 
Lovely. It's a bit of that, a bit of dancing, a bit of disco. I mean, you know, you can't not do it now. Mm. Well, I mean, on that theme of the TV side of things as well, and um, you don't have to comment on this if you don't want to, maybe you're already involved and you don't want to say anything about it, but would you ever do The Masked Singer? And if so, what would your outfit be? Uh, or what would you be? Who would you be? Oh, yes. Um, now, I don't know. Because uh, I, 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 what, what are some of the characters? I mean, uh, well, there's one that's an air fryer. Chicken Caesar, I saw the other day. Yeah. Chicken Caesar, air fryer. What's your favourite thing? Is what item? Thi- uh, what of in the whole world? in the whole world? <laughs> Antlers. <Yes>. Antlers. <laughs> I'd like to be a reindeer. Some sort of <laughs> mythical. Do they have the animals? Do they have Anything? deer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like anything. a Minotaur. Minotaur, that'd be so good. <laughs> I'll be Minotaur. It's Minotaur. That'd be so good. Watch the space. Uh, comedy, Sing. music, dancing, yes. there's probably nothing you can't do. Uh, yes. You're a QPR fan. It's been a challenging season. Mm. Um, do you say... think you have something to add to the world of football? Oh, Lord. I mean, you know, if I could, I would. I mean, I, I, I do think that, um, when, you know, I often say this about QPR, it's become, it's a sort of... You know, you think just when hope it seems to be coming over the horizon, yep. it's snatched away cruelly. <laughs> we need a, a decent striker. I said, and then somebody said, "What? What? A Brazilian striker or something like that?" I said, "No, ju- just any Brazilian. Didn't have to be a footballer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like a postie or something. You know, <laughs> a Sparks or a Carpenter or something because they're all handy. Yeah, I've been to Brazil and I've." <laughs> <laughs> Literally anyone. People selling falafels in the street. You, you'll do. Get him on. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, as you're about to embark on 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 the tour, Bill, is there anything that you uh, that put in the Bill Bailey bag to take with you as you go on tour oh. around the UK? What are the essentials? Uh, right, okay, essentials. Well, um, um, I do like uh, my tech, so I'll have a, you know, I'll, I'll take me uh, music with me. I've got a little bit of a, you know, speaker, a bit of a Bluetooth speaker. Oh, right, nice. To sort of pimp up the room, mm-hmm. you know, because the sound is never quite right in the sound. Play some high long. Play some high long. Yeah. Oh, you've oh. got to get into some high long. You, you, honestly, you'll never go back. <laughs> we'll get. We'll have to get them playlisted we on, will, yeah. on Absolute playlisted. Radio on the Home Top yeah. Show. There's a lot of chanting. It takes a while. <laughs> it's an acquired taste. Uh, and then a the high lung bit of water. And then, uh, yeah, and I like to I like, uh, I like like to make my own food and cups of tea in my room. In a, in a hotel room? In a hotel room, yeah. So I like, I'll, I'll take all my tea, I'll take a coffee uh, maker with me because, right, you know, you brilliant. can never get a cup, decent cup of coffee. Yeah. So that's essential. I uh, use a little AeroPress, a little hand press to make coffee. What kind of food are you making in your hotel room um, on the beds well, then, Phil? Uh, look, sometimes I have, I look, I've got to admit this, I have uh, cooked a falafel on an iron. <laughs> 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 what a hotel hack that is. Just saying, you can do that. All right? So talk us through that. How's, how's that work? Well, you get a falafel, right? You get, you know, go to, go to a falafel store. <laughs> yeah. And don't bother with all the bread and all of that. Just say you want a bag of falafels. And then you go back to the And you get the iron on. And then you press the... Be careful, obviously. Be very, very careful. Yeah. But then you press the falafels into the iron. You you know. And... Uh, Toast them. You can toast falafels on a tra- on a travel iron. Toasty Tuesday. Toasty Tuesday. We'll have to try that. Oh, that'd yeah. be so good. Do you, yeah. do you not think the, the the older type of hotel room, you could do what you've just described, but with a trouser press? Yes. Like a Breville. I did try and put a, t- I put a sandwich in a trouser press once, <laughs> but it didn't work out. <laughs> what a way to go. You, if that was to go wrong. you can't get the right number of heat in it. <laughs> it just sort of fell to the bottom of the trouser press, and that was it. It was a very disappointing <laughs> thing. You can't get the the heat you get in an iron is much better. 
Yeah. You'd be, be, be better off cutting the sandwich into small bits and pressing it onto the iron. And Two the, irons. The moisture, I Two guess, irons. as well, because obviously if you've got a steam iron, yes. you're imparting a bit of moisture onto That's it. That's right. You can exactly. You can steam. You can do all sorts of things with it. <laughs> but like, you could you could get two irons. Two irons. Like, get two like, irons defibrillator together, type thing. Like, <laughs> like that. And then, cr- then crush the falafel. <laughs> In the, between the two of them. Yeah, no, you're right. Wow. You spoke earlier about your frustration about how people, you know, if there's a fire on the stage, people are like, you know, mm. why, why are they not saying, you know, they, they think it's part of the act. But yes. you're, per, you're persuading people to, to, to make sandwiches and stuff in a hotel room I'm, with an iron. Imagine phoning down to reception saying, yes. what's just happened there and there's a fire and then believing you. Be like, oh, it's just Bill oh, mucking around Bill again. Bill mucking around. Oh, he's, he's, him again. On his iron. he's him again with his falafel and iron <laughs> shenanigans. Uh, Bill, we, it's, it's brilliant to have you on. Uh, we have come full circle. So just tell us, uh, Thought of Fire. Yes. Where, where can people go and get tickets? Well, I'd say go to my website, which is billbailey.co.uk, mm-hmm. and then all usual outlets. Well, it's going to be amazing, and it is uh, such a pleasure as ever to have you on the show, Bill Bailey. Thank you. Thank you very much. The noise of the past. It's Bush and Ritchie's Sound of the Decades. Absolute 80s. We've got a good feeling about this. Yes, we dug you out a little bit earlier on, and that was probably unfair. We were just a bit frustrated that no-one had guessed this sound from the 1980s so far. What is it? Mm. Brenda's going to make it all good. How are you, Brenda? Hi, I'm good. How are you all? Very good. We're very good. Where are you, Brenda, and what have you been doing today? I have been working all day, and I've just come off the Erskine Bridge on my way home. From are you work. okay? Oh, no, you come off as in you got, you've got just been over it. <laughs> Good old dad joke. Good old dad joke. One of those days. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw an imaginary ball into a paper bag in a minute and it'll be fine. Uh, what, what do you do, Brenda? I am a funeral arranger. A what? Funeral arranger. Oh, that's yeah. a dead end for me there. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's, that's no, not a dead joke. That was an accident. That was a genuine accident. <laughs> he can't help himself. He can't help himself. I'm out of control. Brenda, what is your radio station of choice as we move rapidly on uh, when you listen to the Home Time Show? Absolute 80s all the way. I'm ah. a Have you got a favourite artist from the 80s? Absolutely. Anything by Paul Weller. Good old oh. Paul Weller. Do you have a favourite weekend presenter on Absolute 80s? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm going to be diplomatic and say absolute That's no. Fine. Okay. But all great. Cool. How do you feel after that? Went badly. <laughs> really badly. They're all wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> the guy, guy just the afternoons on Saturday and Sunday, though, I particularly enjoy. So, let's take a guess uh, at the sound from the 80s that's been isolated for a digital radio. Uh, Brenda, what is this sound of the decade? I think it's a lawnmower. Is it a rotary lawnmower, they call it? One ah. that you just pull, push and pull, not one of these fancy electric ones. Yeah, the old rotary nice. mower with the blades going round. I oh. love an old mower. A smell yeah. of petrol. Let's hear it one more time. Uh, what percentage sure are you, Brenda? I'm not very sure. I've got about three different guesses, but I'm giving this a go tonight. I feel bad for it because obviously you've had quite a bad day and everything as well, so let's hope this is correct. Mm. Yeah. Let's find out. You're a loser, and you have lost. Sorry, Brenda, it's not oh, right. Oh, no. OK, I'll try again. Yeah, you got two more. You set up your sleeve, so not mm-hmm. tonight. Obviously, that would be greedy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you're lucky enough to get back through, uh, maybe you'll be uh, doing better then. Have a lovely Thanks. evening, though. It's great to speak to you. Yes, and all take care. Thank God, you. God bless you. Thanks for do. listening. Well, there you go, it rolls on. And also, we've got DAB Digital Radio to give away. So yes, this, we this are. is top end, this. It's back tomorrow. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway.
Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, you are our valued customers. And uh, hello to all of those people who, during this episode, were also Googling Gerald Ratner. Isn't he a legend? <laughs>